I want to start with one of my favorite strips from the comic Peanuts. Lucy and Linus are sitting by the window. Lucy says, boy, look at it rain. What if it floods the whole world? Linus responds, it'll never do that. In the ninth chapter of Genesis, God promised Noah that would never happen again. And the sign of the promise is the rainbow. Lucy replies with a smile, you've taken a load off my mind. Sound theology has a way of doing that. See, that's why it's important to understand these ideas we've talked about in this series. Ideas like God as other, the Trinity as unity, sin as rebellion, and gospel as the journey along unfaithfulness, to shame, to restoration, to loyalty, and to honor. That's what we've covered in this series. And if you've missed any of those, I encourage you, it is well worth watching. Go jump on YouTube, uh, onto our YouTube channel, like and subscribe while you're there, or go to FaceTime, or go to, to Facebook, and you can fast forward in the services to the sermon sections, or watch the whole service. Well, this week, we're tackling probably the biggest theology word so far, and that is sanctification. So how would I define sanctification with one word? That word is Christ-likeness. Now let's expand it to five words. How about growth in likeness to Christ? Or how about 20 words? Here it is. An ongoing partnership between God and people to become increasingly free from sin and more Christ-like in our daily lives. There it is, Christ-likeness. So however you define it, it always comes down to Christ-likeness. So now to explain this, I want to talk to you about three things. The direction of sanctification, the stages of sanctification, and then the evidence of sanctification. Now let's start with the direction of sanctification. The direction of sanctification is always Jesus. If you are a Christian, your life should be one continuous walk toward Christ, getting closer and closer to Him and more and more like Him in your character and your behavior. So Romans uh, 8.29 describes it like this. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Or in 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his image image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. See, the Christian faith is not a standstill. It's an ever-increasing journey toward everything Jesus. Here's how Alliance founder A.B. Simpson described it. 
Sanctification is possessing the thoughts of Christ, the desires of Christ, the will of Christ, the faith of Christ, the purity of Christ, the love of Christ, the unselfishness of Christ, the single aim of Christ, the humility of Christ, the submission of Christ, the meekness of Christ, the zeal of Christ, the works of Christ manifest in our mortal flesh so that we shall say, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. That is the direction of sanctification. Well, how about the stages of sanctification? Now, there are three of them. So first, sanctification begins at conversion when you're saved, when you first put your faith in Jesus. This is called positional sanctification because you are immediately set apart, holy to God, and you're no longer a slave to sin. See, th this sanctification is a one-time event, one and done, and it is completely the work of God. Okay, so that's positional sanctification. Now, we see this in Paul's letters over and over again because he often refers to sanctification in the past tense. See, listen to how he put it. A good example is that of 1 Corinthians 6, 11. Listen to this. But you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Next is progressive sanctification. Now, this is the ongoing process of moral and spiritual transformation that makes you more and more like Jesus. See, it involves you actively partnering with the Holy Spirit to grow in holiness, resist sin, and live a life pleasing to God. Now, it can be an up and down process, but you should be growing in holiness with each passing year. That's what progressive sanctification is. And now we can see this in Romans 6, where Paul says that we are dead to sin and alive in Christ. We are set free from sin. And yet, he commands us, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Do not offer any, of your, any part of yourself to sin. This is that progressive, that is the work of sanctification. And that is a partnership between you and the Holy Spirit. See, this explains why everybody in the room right now can be in very different places in their faith maturity. See, some of you are growing some of, you, some of you grew but have plateaued, and some of you haven't really grown at all. You've just stayed steady for a lot of years. And then lastly, the last stage is complete sanctification. See, this refers to the state of perfect holiness that will be realized after we die and are glorified into the presence of Christ. That doesn't happen here on earth. That is in heaven at Christ's return. See, this is the culmination of the sanctification process. 
And as we're believers, we'll be free, not just free from sin, but completely free of sin, free of the penalty and power of sin, and also its presence. So three stages. It begins with positional sanctification, and then progressive sanctification through your life, and then in the end, with Jesus, it is complete sanctification. Now third, how about the evidence of sanctification? How do you know whether you're becoming more Christ-like or just staying the same? How do you know that? Well, since spiritual maturity, it's a pretty vague phrase. And we, let's be honest, we are notorious for overrating ourselves. What tangible evidence can we look for in our lives to measure our sanctification? Well, would it surprise you that the Bible has a list? Here it is. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. That is sanctification. Partnering with the Spirit, walking with the Spirit, and being transformed more and more into those nine characteristics. Now, some of you might be thinking, but wait, I thought the definition of sanctification was Christ-likeness. Now you're saying it's fruit. Well, that's actually the same thing. This list is the character of Jesus. This list is Jesus. So the more Christ-like you are, the more the Holy Spirit will bear this fruit in your life. That's how it works. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are all evidence of being transformed to the image of Christ. So being more like Jesus in your life means more of these nine things. So let me ask you, are you more loving today than you were last year? Or are you more short-tempered? Do you have more peace or less peace than you had last year? Have you grown in your self-control over the years? Or do you find yourself giving in more often? See, as we grow in our faith and our relationship with God, these qualities should be increasingly characteristic of our lives. So let me close with some hard truth. If you've been a Christian for a long time, and people don't use those words to describe you, then you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to sanctify you. You might be saved, but you're stubbornly stagnant. You are resisting God and living according to your flesh, 
not living in step with the Spirit. Your sanctification line is just going right across. There might be a little dent, but generally it's just going right across. See, the goal of the Christian life isn't just to be saved and then live however you want, or at least try to be a good person. No, that's not the goal of the Christian life. The Father is calling you to be conformed to the Son by the power of the Spirit. Let me say that again. The Father is calling you to be conformed to the Son by the power of the Spirit. That's what being a Christian is all about. So how are you going to respond to the Father's call? Are you going to stubbornly stay where you're at? Or are you going to take your next step with the Spirit? Let's pray. God, you desire us to be more like Christ, to have more of His image here on earth but we can't do it. God, we just can't. We're too lazy, too selfish. I am too lazy, too selfish, too prideful. We need your help. Holy Spirit, empower us to partner with you. Empower us to make decisions to be more like Christ, to pursue you more so you can bear fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control and the like. Spirit, you birth that in us. We work with you, alongside you, in step with you. But you are the one who bears the fruit. God, let us be a church of transformed people. Save us from our stubbornness, from our resistance. Let us never be a church of people who are happy just staying the way we are. God, forgive us for our stubbornness. Sanctify us in the name of Jesus, into the image of Jesus, by the power of the Spirit. In your name we pray, amen.